wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hey, I think we're suffering from the uh, hangover from Hurricane <laughs> Hillary or something. I don't There's know. something weird going on, like yeah. sunspots. Something. Um, We've got some technical like stuff going super, on. Super, uh, we're, we're hardwired, plugged into our internet, and it's just like really slow. So yeah. we Plus making we a phone call. problems with camera, and mm-hmm. so just some weird stuff happening. But anyway. Been. It has been. But I'm back. You're back. We're both back. We're in the same Yay. room. Good morning. Again. <laughs> I'm about to leave, though. I, I told Michelle, I said, man, there's a nip in the air. Like, it's starting oh. to feel like fall here. So some of you out there are still roasting in Texas and points down south. But this morning, we were in sweatshirts having our morning coffee out on and the And I had a little blanket over the top of my lap. It was And I lovely. told her, I'm going to start looking for a place. If somebody in Florida's got an extra room. <laughs> I told her, I'll see her again in April. I'm not ready for winter. I'm just not mentally you'll, there. You'll last a week before it's like, come join me. Yeah. Or oh, I'm you. coming back. Yeah. I'll come back for a yeah. visit or just, something. Yeah. I always say, you know, if it's winter, my, yeah. my fingernails are purple from, you know, November not, to it's April. Not, he's so. just whining. It's not that bad. It's, 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 it's not fun. It is cold. Like, it is like cooler. Cold. And I just, this is my favorite time of the year. You can yeah. start to see some of the leaves on early plants where they start to shift the color and so i'm starting to see the color shifting and Mm. and you know um i'm like a typical chick that it's uh well i'm not like a typical (laughs) (laughs) you're right um but i do really enjoy the smells the sights of fall and like pumpkin spice stuff yeah i just you know to be stuck inside yeah give me some Pumpkin spice, yeah, that'll that'll mm-hmm. make it a little better. But I know. So make we're, some I'm football. Like, um, I'm some college football. See, and it, that's you can't do college football and it be ninety degrees outside. Sure, I can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. He's done it, and I'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety degree college football. Mm-hmm. Now it's it. You got to have sweatshirts yeah. and all the, the stuff. So, yeah. um. What do we have announcement-wise? Right um, well, second? we just have, uh, it's not official, but we know that next Wednesday is our 200th episode. We've extended the invitation to a couple of folks to join us, and so we'll, uh, we'll let you know soon whether that's yeah. going to work out. We have something in mind for that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, um, I know we've got a couple of things teed up in terms of topics, but I don't have them, you know, yeah. uh, posted yet. So those of you who remember um, that have been with us, uh, we celebrated our 100th. What was it? Uh, end of December, beginning of January, right around in there. Yeah. And we invited all the peoples that have been a part of the morning show. And so there were 25, 30 different people kind of rotating in and out. We're going to do something a little bit different for our hundredth. And, um, and yeah. so it's uh, our hundredth, our 200th mm-hmm. episode. Um, that's something pretty much. So I think is a big thing to celebrate. Yeah. So we're looking oh, forward to, um, and it happens to that. land on a white hat Wednesday. So happens to land on a white hat Wednesday, yep. which makes what we are planning on doing that much more mm-hmm. impactful. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yes. Fun stuff. Yes. Okay. But yeah. So, um, today. Um, oh, just one other quick follow oh, okay. follow up from Monday. Um, the we presented the four square thing yeah. on Monday, and I've done some more work on that since, and it uh, it's really 
I mean, I, I've shown it to a few dealers and they're quite liking it. And so mm -hmm. I think it, it's certainly something that we think can be a useful tool. for. It's like a modernized old school tool that yeah. works. Yeah, so it's, it's really yeah. great for the salesperson and the customer to be able to see on the mm -hmm. screen in color as you know, here's why this deal doesn't yeah. fit very well. And as they can see it for themselves, yeah, the we, customer can see. We were we're talking about up. that this morning that it's um, done in done correctly correctly there's no wrong you know everyone gets to do it their own way but done if you do it in a way of kind of giving a 101 finance mm -hmm. and economics lesson of you know just basics of like this is how this works and this is how these things um you know they they work off of each other and and because it's that four square is not just about buy here pay here there's a lot of things that are it's so people kind of get yeah. get a um uh, understanding about how economics works. Sure. So thanks, good George. morning, George. Oh, thanks. Next up, uh, we're, yeah. we're aiming for a thousand episodes. So we're going to be at this a while. So. Uh, well, we're one fifth of one fifth, one fifth of the way yeah. through. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're obviously enjoying the thing. Yeah. It's been fun, yeah. but, but yeah, back to the Foursquare thing. I think mm -hmm. it's just, it helps people see mm -hmm. on a screen and I say in color, which is helpful. Um, to be able to see, okay, this is the sandbox. We kind of got to stay within, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of move stuff around and see what fits and we could look at a more affordable car. We could talk about, you know, I know you want to be at this down or this payment mm -hmm. amount, but here's the problem with that, mm -hmm. you know? And so, so it just is an easy way to show people on a screen, you know, what yeah. that works. So anyway, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about what that can be for people. I think that can be a useful tool. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, just in the, in, as in the seat of a consumer, um, if if it were me um it would feel like i had more um control mm -hmm. uh and you know that it's like and what do we 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 hear an awful lot about our our clients our customers that that one of the biggest hurdles and the biggest reason for um uh, landing in subprime or having trouble keeping their commitments is cuz it's just there's a lot of lack of education, a lot of lack of education. Yeah. And so this is, you know, used, used in a way to just simply educate um, what a yeah, beautiful thing Yeah, and it to can do. be so, done in a way that is not condescending. It's mm -hmm. educational, it's yeah. helpful, and it's transparent. You know, that's the thing that people have said. It's like, you can just show people right on the screen. Here's, here's what we're working with, and here's mm -hmm. what makes it difficult, right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, you know. Yeah, yep. So anyway, okay. enough about so, that. Our topic of the day. Topic of the day are is, is credit, reports. <laughs> credit reports, and it's like uh, um, pros and cons. And you know, obviously, I'm going to just state the obvious. We know that our customers don't have a good credit score, right? Um, not because so, they're unbankable. Yeah. So if you're not running off the credit score, and I, I have seen some people that it's like if they get below this, it's I'm not touching them. It's like you know, they're yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but if you're not running it for the good morning, Shelly, um, for the, the score, mm -hmm. which, you know, we all know it's not going to be awesome. What are you running credit for? Yeah. So that's really kind of the, the underlying question. And I would just mm -hmm. preface, we know there are dealers out there in the buy here, mm -hmm. pay your segment who are making I'll maybe in the simplest form, I think folks have heard us talk about, most mm -hmm. people understand the terminology about a grade paper, B grade, C, like letter grades mm -hmm. of credit scores or credit tiers. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so A being, you know, best credit tiers, and that's a small sliver in today's um, America. And then, so D paper being primarily what most of us work in and buy here, pay here. We know there are some buy here, pay here dealers out there doing C paper kind of, you know, contracts. And so obviously they're going to use a credit score. They're going to use some more sophisticated mm -hmm. uh, tools. And we know that exists. And let me just kind of explain right off the bat. If you're using one of these more sophisticated uh, underwriting uh, systems like a Neo or one of those, mm -hmm. then you're going to want a credit score because, or you're going to want a credit pull because that those systems can pull that credit information in and sweep it. And but and but here's the thing about like why? Yeah, I mean if because we know that we're likely not running credit to determine their credit score because it's not going to be awesome. It's so funny we're talking to a squirrel. <sighs> We were, uh, oh, no, she's I know, I know. Well, it's Where's just, this going, it's, what are we, just, what? just <laughs> trust me. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> that we were having a conversation with a colleague. Um, uh, it's just some things that we're collaborating on. And, and, you know, I mentioned, uh, uh, I told a story about where I'm sitting here doing a training in Neo with, um, a client of ours and we pull up just a random thing and we pull the credit score and they've got like a 650. And I said, Oh, that's not bad. And it's just, it's, it's like, I can't remember what the number okay. was. Okay. Oh, I, I mean, it was, it was like, the okay. Was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's, that's not a, that's, that's someone that's just on the verge of becoming C paper. Let's just say Michelle is an, an, I'm a Pollyanna. Um, well, too. no, she's also an inexperienced underwriter. So, so. It oh, yeah. Don't hire me for yeah, your underwriting yeah, right, team. Yeah, Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? I was trying okay. to say it's softer than that, but, but uh -huh. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think. Um, okay. Scroll done. Yeah, okay, Go ahead. Gotcha. So, um, so credit score, you know, obviously tells something and some people are looking at credit scores and others aren't. I think for me, the way to get there is to ask our listeners that are dealers and mm -hmm. underwriters. When you look at a credit score, when you look at a full credit report, mm -hmm. what are you finding on there for your particular business model and your particular underwriting strategy? What are you finding on the credit report that is making you decide not to do business? So, so that's actually the best question. It's, yeah, yeah. So, so if those of you listening who have an answer, you can throw it in the comments there. But I'm just saying, as folks listen to this later, it's like, what? ask yourself that question. What are you finding in a credit report that is going to make you say yes or no? So, so Facebook user, we do it to confirm identity okay. and OFAC. Okay. Is OFAC? OFAC. It's um, foreign assets, something or other. Okay. So it's basically kind of a carryover from the it's Patriot Act and and okay uh, oh so like they're not a bad uh, they're not a bad, bad actor, character yeah. mm -hmm. okay so mm -hmm. I I get that okay um and then possible active bankruptcy okay yeah so so those would be really great examples of bankruptcy um if there's an active bankruptcy that the customer hasn't shared with us so this goes back mm -hmm. to application process like I think um I come from an old school approach and I think th that old school in my mind is still relevant. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we have these fun conversations sometimes and I always say, you know, sometimes what some would call old school is really just fundamentals and the fundamentals still apply. It's like there are certain things, the old blocking and tackling thing we always talk about from football. It's like just basics. It's just fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest that that is still is true. And, and that really is about, to me, it's an honesty check. One of the primary reasons if I were 
sitting in an underwriting desk tomorrow and had that job, I would be using the credit report primarily for verifying that the information the customer has supplied on the application is accurate. Mm -hmm. If there are any discrepancies, I want to have a chance to talk to the customer about it before we move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's simply a way to, you know, check the story. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, because I think at the end of the day, credit scores, credit score, no repos, no bankruptcy. Are we moving forward? Maybe. What if the customer claimed to you they'd lived, you know, in the um, area five for, years, yeah. you know, in the area, and you've got three different addresses for the in last different five states years on the credit for report. the last five years. So do you want to know about mm -hmm. that? Do you want to know that the customer that you're about to do business with for three or four years, do you want to know that they're lying to you? What would be their basis for lying for you? Why would they, why would they misrepresent themselves at the point of application? So yeah, I would want to know the answers to that. So, and I know um, working and listening to Jim is a, uh, training a lot of new dealers that are just brand spanking new coaching them into business. You know, the, the, uh, the conversation is he does like this role play of the conversation about, um, that fact check mm -hmm. in, in the credit report. And it's not, it's, it's, here's my take after mm -hmm. watching it. It's not about the actual facts. It's about establishing an understanding that I expect complete honesty from That's you. Right. And, and so it's like, you need to be honest. And when you're honest, then, you know, we can work with that. We can, we can absolutely work with that, but don't be dishonest with me. Be, be really upfront and understanding that our customers are kind of trained. And here's the thing is that I, for just from my perspective, our customers, if they are dishonest, it's because they've been taught to be dishonest. Yeah. And sometimes our system kind of creates mm -hmm. that. And so I think what I'm trying to avoid, and listen, this is stuff where, and, and I'll just say for our listeners again, Jim and Michelle and the buy here, pay your money show <laughs> do not provide legal advice. We are not attorneys. And so this is not a legal uh, opinion. Um, so I think it's just about, you know, obviously you got to do what you got to do for your own sake of compliance. Uh -huh. I'm simply saying, I'm not saying I'm not going to do business with that customer that I uh -huh. describe. If I find discrepancy, I'm just going to have a conversation with them yeah. before we move forward. I'm going to get clarity. Most times there's a perfectly good ex explanation, but as Michelle says, what it does is establish early on, like at the point of contracting, it establishes that honesty is a big deal to us. Like we want to make sure mm -hmm. that we understand who you are and that you're being truthful about your mm -hmm. situation and I don't think that's an unreasonable ask. Well, and it's, and it's too, when I mentioned, um, there, the, that our customers are taught. So how are they taught? Are they taught at the knee of their parents? Maybe, um, are they taught from, uh, uh, like I got in trouble when I was a kid because I did this and this and this. And so I just would rather, you know, not tell the truth, you know, maybe, I think that the that the uh, the sector that that um, our customers are in teaches them to be dishonest mm -hmm. because they're taught that that um, certain things uh, mean no, and so if those certain things don't necessarily mean no to us, mm -hmm. then we need to just like let them know you got to be honest, and we can work with anything. We can work with anything. So let's just let's be honest, and 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 we can work we can work around the stuff. Yeah, and I think what it also says in the same breath, and keep in mind, I was running credit reports, you know, way back when I was managing in the late '90s. Like you know, we were looking at the credit report, and I think what you can do then is bring the 
tone to the mm-hmm. conversation, regardless of what words you choose, the tone can be, look, we're, we're, we're cool with overlooking past credit mistakes. That's the nature of our business. Mm-hmm. We do that all the time. We just want to make sure that we know what your current situation is and that, you know, that you're being truthful mm-hmm. about, you know, your credit experiences. And so I think, you know, if you think about what that means and, and some of the operations that we see and work with are large enough that it's an underwriter's, they're approving deals from a distance, right? They're not actually mm-hmm. having a face-to-face conversation with the customer as often as we were, you know, 20 years ago. But, but in reality, the same rules really apply because yeah, uh, George says, you know, trust, but verify, which we absolutely mm-hmm. agree. And I think it's, it's really a question of if I'm, if I'm just pulling a credit report and I'm just looking at a credit score, then what, what does that do for me? I already know mm-hmm. when the customer walks in the door, they probably have a, a low credit score. So mm-hmm. I just kind of expect that. And I think the other thing that happens with me, and especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about dealers who are new to the buy here, payer business, the, the best way I know to explain it to them is that, look, we can go to some of our clients out there that are collecting extraordinarily well super high collection Mm -hmm. efficiency, very good collateral recovery rate numbers. Their portfolios are performing really well. And if you went to their files and you pulled out the credit reports of the last 10, 20 customers that they financed, you would look across those credit profiles and you would see these are poor profiles. These are low credit scores, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of, lots of, you know, they may have charge offs, they may have past repos, Mm -hmm. whatever. The credit scores are low yet. They, the customer performs very well in those Mm -hmm. situations. So it's kind of like, you know, what our friend Tommy Brandis talks about. It's like underwriting is one thing, but having good collections is going to be, is going to probably trump the underwriting. And when we have good collections, they can do better when that's started from a a base level of trust at the beginning. Yeah. Uh Establish some level of trust and understanding at the point of the contracting and now our ability to collect is, is to me fortified. It's strengthened mm-hmm. when we are able to start the relationship from that place. So again, this kind of fundamental stuff. And I, I realize I'm saying this as we're stepping into the age of AI and we got all this great technology and it can do all these great things for us. Absolutely. It's wonderful. It doesn't, it's not the silver bullet that's going to allow us to step over some of the stuff that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's helpful and it's going to mm-hmm. help you make quick decisions. So, you know, it's white high Wednesday. And so, uh, I, I'm going to like, uh, encapsulate just this Please. part of the, the, the credit report pros and cons just for the white hat is it's about establishing a, um, a, uh, understanding between you and your customers that honesty, if you're honest with us, we can work with that. And so let's, let's establish that at the, at the very beginning that it's just like, we, we, we expect you to be honest with us. And, and so, um, and catching, uh, not catching. Well, it's when I, when I would watch Jim do this role play and, and it was like, it was because it happens all the time where it's like, there's, there are discrepancies and, and, um, you know, I, I appreciate confirming identity. Yes. And, and those kind of things, but just, just finally the discrepancies and I've, and I've watched him as he's done this. He's like, so you told us that you've lived here for five years yet. I'm seeing that there was this, um, thing that happened in a different state, um, like six months ago. He drops his pen and he leans back. Yeah. And just zip it. 
So explain, explain that to me. Like, mm -hmm. and, and they'll explain it. And there's usually a perfectly good explanation. Oh, I, f I didn't think about that. I went out and to, to live with uh, a friend for six months and I bought a cell phone out there. So they ran my credit there and I didn't end up staying there, but I, you know, I was just there for three weeks or something. So okay. I didn't even think about it. So, okay. I, I understand. So thanks okay. for sharing that with me. It's just really important, you know, with us, mm -hmm. we honesty is a big deal with us. We want to know that, you know, we're being truthful. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, cause we're, we're prepared to help in all kinds of credit situations. We just mm -hmm. want to know that we understand the full story. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about what that means and, and everybody's operation, that that'll work differently in mm -hmm. terms of the dialogue with whether that's the salesperson or, mm -hmm. you know, ideally it's the underwriter or the collections team. We love to see a collection supervisor be part of the underwriting. That, that was right? like a squirrel that I was going to like, I'm holding it. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm the credit, uh -huh. if I'm a collection supervisor or underwriter or whatever, and I'm looking at the deal and I'm thinking about having a three-year relationship, four-year relationship mm -hmm. with this customer, I'm just going to invest a few minutes to just, you know, sit with the customer and say, can you explain we, 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 we're okay with overlooking credit circumstances. You know, we know everybody has, you know, different situation with credit and we're okay with working with folks who have, you know, some dings in their credit, but I just need to understand this part. Like there's, there's some discrepancies that I need some clarity around mm -hmm. and it's just, I'm nice about it. Mm -hmm. I just need to understand. And so what happens, what was the customer experiencing? Like what's that feel like from the customer's side when they have that say, Oh, these folks, they it, really mean it, 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 like, it means it. And, and as long as, as long as you're, you're kind, about how you bring that up. And it's just like, we just need to understand because, you know, honesty is a big deal instead of like, you're being dishonest with me. Yeah. Yeah. Now no, explain why you were being dishonest with yeah. me because we won't do business with someone who's dishonest. <laughs> right. And it's a different, it's Tone. a very different energy that, that, um, and so it, one puts people in guard and mm -hmm. the other one is going to be less likely to, less likely, they might still because it's, you know, um, they've been taught that you just don't tell the truth, but, um, well, yeah. that's mm -hmm. also part of what, and, and this has a lot to do with, you know, people would hear this and say, gosh, Jim, if I went through that with every customer, that would really slow us down. Who cares? Really, yeah. Like maybe we should slow down, you know? Yeah. And so maybe we should take the time yeah. to invest at this point of, uh, contracting <laughs> with the customer and have that conversation. <laughs> I'm okay. Not squirrel. This is, it, it, it's a possum because it's related. You have to explain. You know, the when 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 I hear from dealers that takes too long, I'm like, how many sales does your like a typical salesperson do in a month? Mm -hmm. A good like a kick, but <laughs> it's a morning show. Kick, it's morning. A kick yeah. butt salesperson might do one a day. Michelle's been listening. So it's like, so what's the problem with taking an extra half an hour to ask questions? And it won't take a half an hour or whatever, case, but you, yeah. could, you could invest it's just a half like, an hour. Uh, yeah, you've, you've got the time because what you're doing and, and if, if your, your team understands this and collections is part of this conversation, they understand that this is like, we're setting, we're not just about let's move cars, but it's like, we're setting a tone and an expectation and a relationship. And if your salespeople understand that what they're doing is they are setting the foundation for a relationship for the next three years in trust and honesty and you know like we've got your back if if you're if you're if you're doing the part that you that you um that you are committing to we got your back well, and some yeah. of you dealers will hear this and you'll think gosh why am my delinquency so high and why mm -hmm. you know why are we having such a problem with high repos and first payment defaults yeah there's this could be your answer mm -hmm. i think this is something to take a look at and say are we are we rushing through the 
the actual approval delivery process. And then, mm-hmm. and then if so, why are we surprised that we're having trouble with yeah. customers on the other side? It's like, yeah. there's the other thing that happens. I think when you have that conversation with a customer and you do just ask those those questions mm-hmm. in a nice way and you expect there's a perfectly good explanation. And also, by the way, we're, a lot of these things are meant to help identify a straw purchase for those not familiar with oh, a straw yeah. purchase. That's that situation where somebody's coming forward to buy and qualify for the car, but they're not actually going to be the ones driving it. They're actually applying for somebody who, for whatever reason, doesn't qualify. And so they're, so we're watchful of that. So this process has really got to be slow enough to be able to filter that kind of thing and identify. So this is why credit report comes into play in to a degree, but really I think the other pieces that we're, we're tying to that is when, when I have that conversation that you described and I asked the customer, why, um, you know, why does this address say Phoenix? You know, you, you indicated you'd lived here in Michigan for five years. So explain this Phoenix thing. Now, when they explain it, then you, you kind of mm-hmm. have that chance to have that conversation is like, okay, so with, with you, Mr. Dealer, I can tell the ugliest parts of my credit circumstances and you'll still do business with yeah. me, which tells me that I can communicate openly with you about any of my stuff. Like there's not anything that mm-hmm. we, you know, we're starting from a very uh, open and foundational place mm-hmm. in our relationship. And so, you know, this sounds kind of soft and hard to identify, but in reality, I think most of you listening can say, I can see why that's going to have a difference in success of this loan over three to four years. Customer might yeah. still lose a job. They might, you know, all this stuff's still going to mm-hmm. happen. But our ability to navigate the stuff when we start the relationship based on a real foundation of honesty and trust, then it, so this is why I say it's, it's still fundamental. We don't, honesty and trust still matters out there, folks. You you do, you do, yeah, everything you can to be able to start that foundation in the right footing Mm -hmm. Um, and, and understanding that there's going to, you'll probably be, um, well, likely you'll be hit with more opportunities to have a conversation. It's like, okay, so let's, let's, uh, how can we help you? We mm-hmm. we just we need you to take care of this, and then we can help you and do the other. Um, another part of this, if we can move on to the next yeah, part of sure. um, of credit reports, um, and this is a you know pros and cons. And we know a lot of dealers out there that don't run one at all. Yeah, it's true. And so you know they have their own underwriting, and it just I I the numbers nerd in me that gets that I like you know through being so close to the numbers nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I would really love to see uh, a portfolio sitting next to each other, one that does and one that doesn't and look at their underwriting practices and, and see what, um, what the, the success, right. the, you know, of, of each, of each portfolio, because, you know, um, if, if, if there are dealers out there that are way more successful um, not running a credit report than those that are running your credit report. I'd like to, I, I really would love to learn why. And so we can, we can spread the news yeah. and, and get that out there. But one other thing that we've been running into with credit reports is, um, and it's this question, soft pull, hard pull. Um, you know, should you, should it be a soft pull? Should it be a hard pull? And, and we've been, um, uh, just first off is you can get most of all of the information that you would have those difficult conversations about through a soft pull. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, you know, it's pretty much so everything that you need to know, you're going to know the bankruptcies, repos, the, the, you know, the timeline of where they've been at and all that kind of stuff. You're also going to get a score, all of those kind of things. And we've been having conversations recently with, um, um, let's don't say the name with, 
with no, I'm just I'm just okay. saying we've been having conversations with clients and and it's it's uh you know our do we have to pull a hard pull? And we've gotten very um very opposite ends of the spectrum about the answer to that. Mm -hmm. Um about do you have to now see just the fact that dealers don't pull at all mm -hmm. says you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, uh, there's, I, there's nothing that's come down from governmental regulation that says you have to pull credit. Um, if you're going to give a loan, mm -hmm. there's just nothing there. So then the next question is, is, does it need to be hard or soft and is it, or both or whatever? And we've had a lot of very varying, um, opinions on, with credit, um, do you, cause I've, I've heard if you make a soft pull and then you end up giving credit, you have to do a hard pull. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to people that, um, you know, that may not have done the research, but that understand this world. And they're like, yeah, you really don't. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I would, if, you know, if you're doing something where you're doing a hard pull and you're doing a soft pull check, not with the provider, of yeah, your credit report. credit report. Yeah. Not, not with the provider, but with a legal entity of some kind that can tell you, do you have to? Yet another reason to be a member of your state association. Another reason to be a member of your state association. Sometimes have legal resources available as part mm -hmm. of your membership. And certainly uh -huh. you, when you enroll at the state, you get national. So you can reach out to, to people. And it, and and it may be different per state. Yeah. It just, it, but, uh, uh, some of the things that we've, you know, we see it all across the board and, and I've heard different things from different providers. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like, what is the truth? You know, what do you have to do about your credit? If you've done the softer, the, you know, anytime you give a loan, cause I've heard like anytime you give a loan and you've done a soft pull, you have to do a hard pull. Um, and we've, know, heard, that. I, we we've heard that, but we've also heard the opposite outside of mm -hmm. the provider, yeah. the opposite saying, um, uh, not required. I, legally, I don't think you're required to do it. Yeah, so, because you're probably um, not even legally so, required to do a soft or a soft. Well, you're either. not, yeah. or or there would be rules that we would have to be abiding by yeah. every time we give a loan, and there just isn't anything that yeah. says you have to. So again, don't come to the morning show for legal advice. <laughs> we're just procedurally. Yeah. Well, if you it's, are it's, pulling a credit. We're report. we're asking the question, and so we're putting the question in right. your mind. Do I need to? Yeah. Go ask and some, go ask someone because some because if you don't, that's that's a uh, that's an overhead question as well. Sometimes that's an expense associated mm -hmm. with that. But I think yeah. you know our our main question here today, and we just can kind of wrap up with this mm -hmm. is if you're if you're pulling a credit report, regardless of you know where and how you're doing it. Again, if you're doing it inside mm -hmm. a neo or sophisticated underwriting system, then you should have a report because now you're able to utilize the, the, the kind of learning machine learning that happens inside a, uh, a, you know, a system like that. If you're not in that system and you're pulling a credit report, I would ask you to just think about what are you finding in a credit report that makes you say no. We heard some answers here this morning, but I would just ask everybody to think about that and create your own answers. Like what are the circumstances that we, we pass on, you know, mm -hmm. so I think the other interesting part of this, and, and it's just a compliance dance that we, we have to play. It's like, okay, so I've got this customer who's not being honest with me. I find that they're not being truthful. They're, you know, whether the body language, I'm not getting full answers. I don't feel comfortable yet. They meet all of our qualifications, right? 
they have the job time, they have the down payment, they meet all of our, you know, mm -hmm. checklist qualifications, you know, are we going to choose not to do business with them because we can't, we, we don't feel like they're being honest. I honestly can't answer in today's compliance yeah. climate. I don't know what that means. It, just, it's funny when you, when, when we're training a new dealer into the business and they're like, well, what should I do? And Jim says as much as until you feel comfortable. So, and that level of being comfortable may shift mm -hmm. as you become more familiar with, you know, the, like the, the, um, ecosystem of buy here, pay here and all of that, but yeah. whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable as long as, um, uh, <laughs> like Steve Levine, you're welcome. Um, as long as you're consistent yeah. Yeah. about it. And, yeah. and that, you know, that there's written practices and that, that if there is a, um, a, you're stepping out of that practice, that there's a log that says, this is why. Yeah. So. And, um, we did a tote the note podcast mm -hmm. with Brent Carmichael and Steve Levine, and you can find it in uh, YouTube. It's on, mm -hmm. just look up uh, compliance and underwriting. Oh yeah. It was and great. So, great yeah, it was episode. really great. Yeah. And Steve was very generous as mm -hmm. always about, you know, sharing some of that. I just think for me, if I were in that place as a dealer, I think one of the interesting things about our industry is yes, we're financing. Unlike other sectors of the finance industry, we're financing mm -hmm. our own inventory. Mm -hmm. We're financing our own products. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think what that means to me is I'm going to have a method that says I'm willing to finance people under these circumstances and I'm going to create a set of rules. That these are circumstances under which I'm not going to, do business. Mm -hmm. And so I, I need to make sure that I'm legal in that, but I, I, I need to give myself a little bit of latitude because, you know, I need to, I need to be able to say no to certain situations mm -hmm. and, and have my reasons and, and not step out of compliance to do that. So, so again, it's just a, a fun thing to, to tinker with. I think um, we just would recommend if you're looking at a credit report, try to do an honesty check. Just, just, it's an yeah. opportunity to verify that what the customers shared in the application is, is accurate. And if it's not, it's an opportunity to have a conversation that can really set the stage for, you know, the remainder of the relationship. Yeah. Uh, just before we leave, though, George did make a really great point. Um, don't confuse your credit report with your OFAC. Mm -hmm. OFAC is uh, required, which I would be interested to find out. Um, uh talk to some legal about, mm -hmm. you know, um, the level of requirement for that. If you sell anything, mm -hmm. um, there are free services to pull OFAC and gotcha. you don't have to run a credit report yeah, to do just, that. Some of your credit providers, you know, provide that also red flag is, mm -hmm. is another thing to watch for. But again, we're not, we're not trying to be experts in that area. You talk to your, talk to your legal experts oh, around all those pieces, but we just think that, uh, it's, it's something to be aware of and, uh, just be watchful of, but we think there's just tremendous opportunity in doing that, uh, Absolutely. All right. So let's wrap up. Let's let great, folks get back to Wednesday. Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will be back on Friday and we just have a couple more episodes before yeah. we hit our 200th. Um, so be, put it on your calendar because you want to be, be here. I'll be in Florida. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Again, thanks so much for See joining you. us.